0: Good morning, Delaware. Welcome back to the, the uh, Off the Shelf. We are delighted to have you here today. And as Elwood Blues would say, we are getting the band back together. You're back. <laughs> He's back. Hey, Nicole. Welcome back.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Ah, not bad at we're, all. We're
1: both here, and I'm about, like, I don't know, 90% healthy.
0: I'd say I'm probably at that rate, too. Yeah, yeah. just about. And fortunately, Molly's, Molly's coming with in us at again. 100.
2: I'm perfect. Healthy.
0: Yeah. You and I was out. ready
2: to take over again if I needed.
0: You, you make up for it by having a sickly husband.
2: He is not sickly. Man not. cold is not sickly.
1: I invited Molly back this week just to yell at George and I for abandoning her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But
2: I have to say, I have a new respect for both of you. The timing to make this show run as smoothly as it does. That's an art.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know? You keep keep saying nice things about
2: us. (laughs) It it really is, because, I mean, I would just get there, and also interviewing, there was one point last week, where if you've seen that SNL skit with Chris Farley where he's interviewing famous TV stars and he starts talking about, remember that movie you were in? Remember remember that time you did this thing and remember it? Hey. And all the star can say is, yeah, yeah. I was totally caught myself like halfway into that last week. Hey,
1: hey, hey William William Kent Kruger, you, you wrote a really good book and um, remember that?
2: <laughs> remember those kids' characters you wrote? Those were really good. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I thought you and Karen did a good job (laughs) last week. I (laughs) I was listening in Buffalo uh, uh, and. uh, Thank, thank you for having WDLR available on the web. That makes it so much easier to keep track of what my staff is doing.
1: (laughs) I was, I was not listening in Las Vegas because that would have been about six a.m. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm
2: disappointed in you. I was
1: not. Although I never, I never really got off of uh, East Coast time. I never really quite migrated to Pacific time, and uh, so yeah, we would. It was like eight o'clock, and we were like, I think we're ready for bed. We're not the the prime Vegas people.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, so we're back. Did you get a lot of reading done while you were in Vegas? (laughs) uh,
1: No, no, mm -mm. but I did have flights. I had long, it's a long flight. It it was a direct flight, but I I, I got some listening done and some reading. I had my book, I had my audio book, I had all the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, actually what I have been plowing through, and I am like, Right at the climax, I am right at like the the twist, the turn. Every everyone's a suspect, you know. It's like that moment. Ah, yes. um, mm-hmm. It's the book called *The Maidens*, and this is by Alex uh, McLeady's. And uh, he wrote *The Silent Patient*, which I have talked about before. Um, Alex McLeady's his history is he was a he was a screenwriter, um, and then he decided to get into novels. And the The characters that he tends to have as his protagonists are um, therapists or it's all English, so psychotherapists. And um, what he also does is there's usually uh, from the point of view of the therapist, uh, they usually take an um, inappropriate interest in a murder case (laughs) uh, and then they try to solve it, you know, at the, you know, dismay of the local investigators. And so the investigators are like, stay off my case. And they're like, no, but I'm a psychotherapist. I know everything.
0: <laughs> I can and that doesn't go over well with the police. No, huh? yeah. And they're like,
1: I can obviously solve this. And so then it gets into um, it gets into some unreliable narrator uh, positions. So basically the, the idea of the maidens is we have a woman um, who, Mariana Andros, and she runs a, a group therapy sessions um, out of her home. She's very good, that's her, that's her prime way of reaching patients is doing group therapy. And so uh, she gets a call one day from her niece who is a student at Cambridge, And her niece says that her roommate has been murdered. And so she goes to Cambridge to uh, comfort her niece, um, and then meanwhile realizes that the murder is not going to be an open and shut case. And so she sees a colleague who is a forensic psychotherapist, and so she kind of buddies up with him to see like, oh, maybe I can solve this. Um, Then her niece is feeding her information that she feels like the police aren't getting. So of course then she goes on the track to try and. Uh, to try and solve this murder, um, all in the background. There's a lot of uh, Greek mythology, Greek history, and Greek um, writings in the background because um, the prime suspect is Edward Fosca. Uh, I have to say it in the British <laughs> accent, of which I'm listening. But so Edward Fosca um, is the uh, chair of the kind of Greek um, Greek writings. Uh, department. I don't know whatever department that would be.
0: <laughs> Antiquities.
1: Antiquities. And um, he is basically he is very well a uh, very good um, orator, and people really love taking his classes um, but he tends to draw the very young beautiful Cambridge students female especially mm-hmm. uh, to him and then he has private tutorial groups with him um, and he ha- happens to call them in very Greek tragic style. Style, his maidens and the women uh the woman who was murdered on campus happens to be one of his maidens so of course he's a prime suspect and he has um, mariana's eye as far as he's obviously the one who's done it um, soon after a second maiden is uh come up dead and so it just seems like each one of the maidens of his group are are going out for sacrifice. Um, it's a very good book. I'm I'm riveted by it. It's uh, very moving, very fast paced, and um, yeah, I'm really I'm really liking everything that uh, Mr. McElady's is putting out. So this one is called The Maidens.
0: Sounds good. Excellent. Molly, what have you been reading or listening to? I have
2: been reading a graphic novel. I've been reading George Takei's uh, They Called Us Enemy. <sighs> I have Great been book. it has been on my to read list for years and I finally was like, This is this is for me. If you haven't heard of this book, it's a must read. It is George's story of being a child and his family's journey to the Japanese internment camps during the beginning or during World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um so much of this, it's told in his eyes as a child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are parts of it you're reading along and he's talking about the joy. His father, you know, became a leader in the camp and they got a Jeep and they drove, you know, miles and miles. But also just the sorrow. I mean, when the book opens and you just see his mother and his father packing them up to leave mm-hmm. and, and you know, the emotion that comes through it. And most of the book is the story of being in the camps, moving from camps, what the experience was like, not knowing what was coming. But the end of the book really hit me, too, because it's how it affected everyone for the rest of their lives. People who would talk about it, people who wouldn't talk about it. And the one that hit me the most, George was doing some campaigning. And while he was in the office, he was there with his father, but his father left right before someone showed up. It was Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. which, if you know me, is one of my biggest idols. But his father could not shake the hand of the woman whose husband put his family in the camps. Mm-hmm. And I had to think through, you know, history has so many sides. And the importance of sort of balancing, I, you know, I use statements from Eleanor Roosevelt every day as I go through my life. You know, find one thing every day, you know, that you're afraid of. Go forward, you know. And to really kind of realize that sight and history and all, everybody is flawed. Everybody has things. And George just brought this full story around of how he succeeded from that, but then he wanted it to be known. So my next goal is to go to his musical next time I see a chance to go. So
0: I think that actually may be on one of the streaming services.
2: <gasps> really? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to go check that we'll out. We'll have I to find I that. I saw that, yeah. It yeah.
0: might be Broadway HD, but it, it, I know I've seen it on one of them.
2: Oh, I hope it has him in it, too so i know um, there I was one version Academy
0: is the narrator yeah okay excellent yeah. so great yeah so again the title
2: uh they called us enemy by george takei right. i have to stop and think okay i know because i always want to say takei.
0: Takei. Uh-huh. Yeah. he says
2: that in the book though he yes. says it rhymes with okay and oh, so like i'm that. like as long as i slow down and say it i'll get it right <laughs> so.
0: So I've been listening to a lot of William Ken Krueger mm-hmm. and now a lot of Sarah Vowell, and yes. I don't want to talk about that right now because I'm <laughs> going to talk about I'm going to talk about Sarah Vowell next week, and I'll talk a little bit about what what happened with uh, William Ken Krueger in next week's show. So this week we've been having a fun thing at the library where people mm-hmm. have we've been getting ready to restart our Readers Advisory program. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so um, Katie Hyde put out a, a request to the staff. Tell me what you're reading. And man, the responses have been wonderful. And I'm going to quote from some of them. I'm not going to say who wrote them because I did not get their permission to, to quote them here. But these are they're just some really interesting things that you might be interested in reading. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our youth services librarian wrote, I just finished Secret Identity by Alex Segura. It's the first adult book I've successfully finished in a while, so <laughs> i get some points just for that. I did enjoy the first half better than the conclusion, though. It's about a young woman working in the comic book industry in the 1970s who ghostwrites with a co-worker who winds up murdered. Oh. Ooh. That's a great little, a little uh, yeah. book talk right, uh-huh. right there in, in six lines.
2: I'm already thinking that's road trip for Lloyd and I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, another person wrote, I'm nearing the end of Record of a Spaceborn Few, the third in a loosely related series by Becky Chambers. Chambers' novels were just what I needed at the time, a rollicking space adventure wrapped up around a core of kindness, inclusion, and gentle humor. Spaceborn isn't as fast-paced as its predecessors, but retains their values and provides some answers about the larger Wayfarer's universe. This series will likely appeal to Star Trek fans, and yes, that includes me. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Uh... Short and to the point, I just finished Falling by T.J. Newman on Libby, and I'd give it a solid meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, along the lines
1: of our yes. poet from a couple weeks ago. Rain, rain,
0: rain, rain. Sam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another uh, youth services librarian wrote about The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Mm -hmm. In 1791, a female apothecary, Nella, dispenses poisons to other women who have been wronged by the men in their lives. It's all done very discreetly so as not to be traced back to Nella or her secret shop. When her youngest patron, 12-year-old Eliza, enters her shop, Nella is in for more than just another sale. The two form a partnership of sorts as Eliza wants to become Nella's apprentice. Nella's health is failing due to what she believes is her punishment for using her apothecary skills for evil and hesitantly allows Eliza into her shop.
1: That's one of the titles that we have on Hoopla, and I'm like, okay, as soon as I'm done with the next one and I have like a reading gap, I'm ready, (laughs) and you can get it anytime on Hoopla. (laughs)
0: Um, Another librarian wrote, this is my good review for Planet Omar, Accidental Trouble Magnet. I really enjoyed this title. The protagonist reminds me of my own son, a young middle-grade chapter book with multiple doodles, drawings, and different font types. The inconsistent font type threw me for off for a bit, but I know younger children enjoy it, and it helps break up the text. Mm-hmm. I suggest mm-hmm. reading along with a child and going over terms if the child is uh, reading is unfamiliar with the Islamic religion and the Ramadan holiday. I'm currently reading Beach Wedding by Michael Ledgwidge. Wealth, Beaches, and murder. murder. That's how she writes it out. Could it be murder? <laughs> it has short, fast-paced chapters, which is super helpful with my also short, fast-paced children. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's what I love, short cha- short chapters that just keep me wanting to go yes. to the next one. Right. Yes. Uh,
0: another librarian wrote, last night I stayed up past my bedtime to finish The Last <laughs> Laugh by Mindy McGinnis. Oh,
1: no. No spoilers. There's no
0: spoiler in here. This is the second in her duology, inspired by the works of Edgar Allan Poe, the first being the initial insult. McGinnis and Poe together are a perfect match, very dark and twisty. Do not read if you are bothered Mm -hmm. by graphic descriptions of injuries and or death. Do read if you like strong female characters who are morally ambiguous. Yes. Yes. That
1: will probably be my review next week, because that was the one that I was reading physically on the plane.
0: I'm going (laughs) to do that as soon as I finish doing our visiting authors. Yes. I've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. I'm I'm way behind in... uh, trying to get through my Louise Penny books. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to having a little break after, after mm-hmm. Sarah. My last one I wanted to quote from, just to show how broad our interests are among library staff. This person wrote, I've been slowly working through Douglas T. Price's Europe before Rome, a site-by-site tour of the Stone, Bronze, and Iron Ages. This is very different. Most interesting to me is the section on the Doggerland finds from the North Sea, which has become an area of fascination for me. How many people do you know who are fascinated by the Doggerlands area around the North Sea?
1: I, I don't know
0: where yeah. that is. I, I don't I know. wish I knew more. And yes. the reason this person is ask. interested uh-huh. in it is because he is writing his own book that's set in that area.
2: I love
1: librarians. I, I know. These are all so well-written and so wonderful.
0: <laughs> so the uh, the point is, if you are a reader who is just not sure what to read next, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You know, Reader's yeah. Advisory is a big thing that they teach us in library school. And whether you're, you know, trying to find that new first chapter book for your your little one or whether you're, you've are you read everything by Louise Penny and mm-hmm. you want another mystery writer who's set in Canada or who works with the Surete or uh, deals with multiple languages, whatever, we can help you with that. It's and
2: one of the most enjoyable parts of our job. So please don't look at us and think, oh, they're too busy or I don't want to bother them. That would make all of us cry if we knew you were doing that because this is what we want to be doing is helping you find your next great read. I will
0: let you in on something that every staff member in the library would rather talk to you about what they're reading and help you find something than to have to fill out another report for me.
2: Yes, they would, me so. included. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna just shade my eyes here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're gonna take a break here and when we come back, we're gonna talk about our new mascot, Percy, who is the cover boy on Check It Out this, uh, this quarter. And who is also going to be making one of his first public appearances very shortly. So this is stay early. Tuned. I've seen
1: snow in October. and then it we just had snow on April 17th or whatever that was. So yeah. that's, too, that's too long. It's not fair.
2: Ohio can't even decide what season it's in. No. I feel like we almost skip spring most years. No,
1: and there's a funny meme that's like, you know, the when you have that first nice day in Ohio, it's like, yeah. don't be fooled, Ohio. This is fall spring number one. Then we're going to go to mm-hmm. winter, you know, winter resurgence
2: number two. Then we're going to go to fall spring number two. <laughs> we're almost to Mother's Day, though, so you can almost plant. I've reminded right. people that it has snowed in April before, and everyone yes. looked at me like, you're crazy. Oh, I'm
1: no.
0: Uh, Ohio's like a drunk that should actually go home and sleep at all. Right <laughs> yes. So, went staggering around. Speaking, so.
1: Speaking of all the, all the Midwestern love in Ohio, Molly, you've got a fun thing you're doing tonight. I have the
2: best thing tonight. My husband and I are going to see Charlie Behrens. You may know him from the Manitoc Minute or just scrolling for Midwestern humor mm-hmm. on uh, the Facebook, internet, YouTube, Twitter, all those things I one Not of our guests talk has talked about him before
1: <laughs> with uh, the Midwestern goodbye oh. and also oh, the yes. use of the many uses of oak
2: or the the uh, Midwestern neighborliness yes. where you like get so into each other's business to try to help. Like my neighbors used to one neighbor came in and tilled our garden. Another neighbor came in and put fertilizer down. Another neighbor came in and put plants there. Another neighbor came in and put them in.
1: Who's going to water them?
2: Well, they kept an eye on us, and when we did it, it would be whichever one of them noticed they needed watered. And then if we were really lazy and didn't get them to our back porch, they would carry them there. Now, there was lots I want to say. We did a lot for our neighbors, too. We were a, a family on 2nd Avenue.
0: They weren't but... neighborly. They just didn't want to see the dandelions in your yard. That's true. <laughs> it was right? just maybe, maybe
1: Midwestern kindness is just, like, backhandedness.
0: Self-protection. protection yeah. It yeah. Really is. It's
2: sort of, like, one-upping, too. Like, who right. has what tool, <laughs> yeah. you know?
0: Could we uh, kind of talk about the library again for a minute? Well, we have
2: to tie in. He has a he, he has, has a book, a book oh, that okay. we well, have access go. to, the Midwest Survival Guide by Charlie Barons, and the subtitle is the best: "How We Talk, Love, Work, Drink, and Eat Everything with Ranch." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> true. It's true.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> See, we we know how to bring it back in, George. I know this
0: is like. I guess I'm out of practice. <laughs> And how do you spell Barron's? Because there's a lot of ways you can spell that last name.
2: It is B E R E N S. Yes, yeah, see? That, I did that, that like a spelling bee. The yeah. most basic.
0: So. Yes. All right. So tomorrow we got a big party coming up at the Ostrander Branch Library. Fortunately, it's not at the Delaware <laughs> Library with the traffic that we're going to have tomorrow because of the, the rally. Yes. But it's at the Ostrander Branch at two o'clock. Who are we going to meet at this new? Party.
1: we're gonna meet Percival Woo! or Yay. Percy for short he is our new mascot our unicorn and I was gonna play a little funny and I was gonna say and we have Percy here today say <laughs> hi Percy but Percy doesn't talk
0: well then no. he's not much use on radio no, no. yeah so. so I didn't think it would be mascots as good, good
2: mascots never speak that's right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so we have the we have the unicorn party tomorrow at the Ostrander Branch Library, and it is going to be fun. So um much fun. not only do we have the uh, not only do we have Percival making like kind of his biggest first public appearance, um, he will be available for pictures, meet and greets, uh, just all wonderful things unicorn. But then we also have many unicorns I'm coming so and unicorns. visiting now i don't want to i don't want to break the facade of the magic but they, they're they're mini ponies they're mini horses or i forget you what should this.
2: have said parents if you have children nearby put your hands over their ears well for i said a i don't want to break the magic
0: i mean
1: <sighs> and and yeah but so just don't worry about it but i mean so really if you like, like live,
0: they'll forgotten anyway.
1: if you like live animals I we're gonna have, have we're gonna kids. have live animals yeah yeah, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. There, yes. There's a local woman who um, who brings her, her, her miniature ponies around, and it's just going to be really, really delightful. Um, of course, there are other activities as well. Mm-hmm. There are going to be crafts, which what library program would be a library program without crafts. Um, and so things like you're going to be able to make your own horn, decorate it. You're going to be able to – I think there's going to be a ring toss with horns mm-hmm. involved. We're not going to um, actually
0: throw them at Percy, are we?
1: I don't <laughs> think that that would – well, it would have be really hard. He's tall. Yeah, we're welcoming true. Percy. He's very tall. Yeah, so yeah, we don't want to throw him We want him at. to come back. Okay, that's true. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. So there's just gonna be like rainbow sparkles, unicorns, all that kind of stuff, and it's a drop-in program. So it goes mm-hmm. from two to three thirty, but you don't need to feel the need that you have to be there like right at two on the dot. Because the love those fun and activities are gonna be happening for the whole the whole ninety minutes.
0: That mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of fun. Now, yeah. is pre-registration or anything required for this?
1: Nope. Nothing's required for this. It's really just to show up and have fun. Um, I was looking up. I was trying to give credit to the the woman who's bringing the the horses. It's and so excited. Uh, it's River Hill Farm. So thank you, River Hill Farm, for um, for bringing your your unicorns to our wonderful party. And, yeah, it's just going to be wonderful.
0: That's great. The now, yeah, That's at the Ostrander Branch. And if you need directions or anything, there's a map, uh, how to find it, on our website, YellowLibrary.org, yeah. mm-hmm. And... Or you can just GPS it. You'll find us. And if you have
1: musical, musical. If you have wonderful unicorn powers like Percy does, you'll just poof and you'll just be there.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That, that's that's a neat trick. Mm-hmm. Yes. So He'll use his portal. Uh, portal. Also tomorrow at Orange, we've got uh, a really interesting nation- nationwide traveling exhibition mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, on a feast of Darshana, which is a Hindu feast. Uh, and uh, festival rather, and we are looking forward to showing those uh, traveling posters really at the Orange Branch. Really looking forward to that, yeah. So that that should be fun too. So uh, busy busy day at the library tomorrow. It is going to so. be a
1: fun one, yeah. And like we said, Delaware is just going to be crazy. So go ahead and hang out on thirty six, thirty seven, and yes. make your way west to Ostrander, or make your way south on twenty three to to Orange.
0: Right. So, and you'll have a lot of fun because. That's what the library is all about. That is what so. the library is all about. And speaking of a lot of fun, we've got a lot of book clubs and stuff coming up this week. We sure do. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, the a couple of the libraries are doing William Ken Kruger books, of course. Harless Book Club at Ostrander on, uh, let's see, that is on Tuesday, is doing Iron Lake, which is one of the early books. Uh, is that the first? Co- I, I believe so, I yes. believe that is the first, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Carrie's book club at Powell also on Tuesday is doing this Tenderland by William Ken Krueger, So uh, mm-hmm. as is Pam's book club. So Tuesday is a day of a lot of William Ken Kruger books. But you know oh, what they're I'm so
1: good. Yes, you know what are. I'm most excited for.
0: What are you most excited We're
1: for? We're gonna be hearing a really special noise probably around Wednesday and Thursday yeah. that's going peep, peep, peep,
0: you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: So the baby. we have the eggs at um, the Delaware Main Library right now, and they are from our friends at Bring the Farm to You. Uh, they bring us eight eggs, and they sit in their little incubator, and we have it right in front of the children's desk. And um, they also have a really cool display that is, yes. um, they is—they—they look like just, a, um, I don't know, a store thing of eggs, and they're plastic. You open them up, and it tells you what day of development uh, the egg is at and what that bird would look like inside the egg at that day. <laughs> (laughs) development
2: it's such cute steam learning Mm -hmm. i love when steam learning is just cute yeah it's (laughs) adorable so
1: on wednesday and thursday is when we expect them to hatch and they pretty much work like clockwork so on wednesday and thursday we're gonna see some of those little some of those little peepers um and if you've never
2: seen a chicken hatch it is you know my friends back home would be making fun of me because a lot of my friends lived on farms But it is just this cool Mm -hmm. experience to watch them work their way out of those eggs. And yeah, every day.
0: And the interesting thing to me is whenever you see birds hatch, we really remind you of their roots as dinosaurs. (laughs) Because they look really... Jurassic, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Until they start getting some feathers on them and start to look bird-like, they really do look like something. Yeah, Jurassic is a good word. I Uh love coming
2: back and watching them fluff up, too. Yeah, Like, they start and they, like, half-fluff before Uh, they're all the way there. It is so much fun watching every stage of this. There's
1: also, they've got the the staff have, uh, of course, have fun with it. (laughs) And um, there is a contest right now, and I think you can vote until the eggs start hatching um, on what you want the chicks to be named. Because they have um, a series that you can that you can choose from, so I'd like to know your opinions. We have series number one of names would be the Egg oh. and so we would name them things like Loki, Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, Thor, Black Panther, Iron Never. Man, and Captain Marvel. So that those are the Egg uh-huh. um, We could also have option number two is the Cluck Wars, um, and so we would have <laughs> Hen Solo, <laughs> Cluck Vader. Sky Clucker, Boba Peck, Princess Leia Egg, uh, Jabba the Chicken, and uh, oh, Jabba the Chicken Hut, and uh, a Storm Cooper? I'm not sure. Oh, like coop. a coop. Like, like a, a, right. a Coop. I was like, why is a coop? A <laughs> Storm Cooper, yes. So those are the Cluck Wars. That's number two. And then your third option, which I am, of course, partial to, is the Henrigals, like the family Madrigal, oh, uh, yes. which would be like from Encanto. So you'd have Antonio, Dolores, Camila, Mirabel, Isabel, Isabella, uh, Luisa, and Bruno.
2: We so don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about
1: Bruno. So <laughs> what would you vote for, the Eggvengers, Cluck Wars, or the Henrigals?
0: Ooh, I like the hut one. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? yeah, I like Cluck Wars.
2: Man, you're making me choose between two of my favorite. Yeah.
0: and Encanto's kind of fun, too. It really is. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But, but we can't talk oh, about Bruno. We can't yeah. talk about Bruno.
1: I, I, and also the Eggvengers, because, you know, those chickens come out and they're not all yellow. They're sometimes there's a black one, there's like a speckled oh, yeah, one. Because so. they're all different breeds. Exactly. So, so you know, the, the... Well,
2: and I like the idea that they're going to save the world. So yeah. just in case we need them, we'll have them. <laughs> right. So <laughs> maybe we should go with that just, you know, in mm-hmm. case... And then, of course, once they
1: hatch on Wednesday and Thursday, um, then we move them out of the incubator into a thing, and then they hang out and peep around for a while.
0: I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you stop by and see the eggs as they start to Hatch. Yes, yes. So I want to before we sign off, thank the Friends of the Library for sponsoring the show and for the visit for William Ken Krueger coming up this week. And I want to mention too that next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but Sunday, May 1st, the Friends of the Library will be at the Powell Street Market with a bargain book sale. Specifically, uh I think it's specifically going to be kids' books. Yes, I do believe. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh make sure you check that out on Sunday, May 1st with our friends from the Powell Chamber of Commerce. And Molly, thank you for being here. Thank you always for sitting in last to. week for uh, for uh, for both of us. Appreciate <laughs> it. And as always, Nicole, a pleasure. Glad to be back. Gage, tell us great work behind the uh, the board, and we will see you in the stacks.